0: 4. 3. Hello. This is the 542 and the Blue Podcast. A discussion of law enforcement history. Crime issues and incidents in the Appalachian Mountains and beyond. Hosted by Scott Lunsford, retired police detective sergeant, author and researcher. Background music. Hard-boiled. Performed by Kevin MacLeod. Used per common licensee. The Shade of Blue story for today. The killer was a cop's kid. Infamous for his punishment. What did the judge do? Did the kid need a second chance? What did the district attorney say? What do you think? Listen and decide. 2. 1. Scott, your microphone is on.
1: Hello. Welcome back to 542 in the Blue. A podcast discussion of law enforcement histories Issues, incidents, crimes, and punishments in the Appalachian Mountains and beyond. As Victoria said, thank you, Victoria, for getting us started. I am Scott Lunsford, retired police detective, sergeant, author, researcher, whatever needs to be done. Now, today's Shade of Blue story, we're going to discuss and talk about Lionel Alexander Tate, a young man born in January of 1987. and He's actually considered the youngest American citizen ever sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole in modern times. You'll recall we've done a a few other shades of blue stories on individuals that were very young and received life sentences back in the 1800s. But this incident occurred in 1998. Tate was left alone with a six-year-old young lady who was being babysitted by Tate's mother, Kathleen Gossett Tate, who was also a Florida State Highway Patrolman. Now, on the day in question, the mother was taking a nap upstairs. While playing together unsupervised, Lionel Tate ended up stomping on her so forcefully that her liver lacerated. Her other injuries included skull and rib fractures and a swollen brain. The injuries were characterized as being similar to those she would have sustained by falling from a three-story building. Medical experts in a court of law gave testimony that supported this claim and indicated that the attack was extensive. Tate argued and his defense argued that the day in question uh, the 166 pound young man was playing with a six-year-old and he had accidentally killed her while showing her professional wrestling moves he had seen on television and at one point lawyers attempted to bring the TV wrestling promoters and shows into court and accused them of the homicide itself. Now, Tiffany was killed in Miss Gossett Tate's house while she was being babysitted, as I said. Lionel himself testified that he was emulating these wrestlers and these moves of individuals he regarded as heroes when he kicked and body slammed Tiffany. The unresponsive six-year-old was found by Tate's mother. EMS and ambulance were called, as well as law enforcement. Tate was taken into custody and placed in a juvenile detention holding pending further investigation. The young lady was declared dead at the scene. Two years after the death in 2001, when Lionel Tate was 14, he was put on trial and he was convicted of first-degree murder for the death of six-year-old Tiffany in Broward County Court in the state of Florida. Now, in sentencing Tate, Judge Joel Lazarus gave him life imprisonment. He said that the acts of Lionel Tate were not the playful acts of a child. The acts were cold, callous, and indescribably cruel. Now, the sentence, of course, was controversial without question. Tate was 12 years old at the time and his victim was six, and this brought a lot of negative attention and focus on the treatment of juvenile offenders in not only the juvenile justice system in the state of Florida, but nationwide. Now, while life sentences have been given to killers as young as 13, experts in the system were reported and recorded in the media at the time as saying they could not recall such a sentence for anyone as young as 12 years old when they committed the crime. And of course, he was actually 14 when he was sentenced. Tate's mother, like I said, a Florida State Highway Patrol trooper, had turned down a plea bargain agreement with the state which would have allowed Tate to serve a three-year term In a juvenile facility for second-degree murder and then beyond five six years of intensive juvenile probation but the mother insisted on going on trial in the hopes of getting an acquittal but this did not happen after the conviction the prosecution did join with the defense team asking the judge for leniency in the sentencing and even offered to help with the appeal. Now this is the state prosecutor who just got a conviction for first-degree murder offering to assist in the appeal of the convicted individual. But then again, you, you have to keep in mind the incident occurred when the perpetrator was 12 years old. Now this, of course, didn't sit well with the judge and he actually told the district attorney's office that. The judge told the DA that he was compromising the integrity of the adversarial system. If the prosecution had felt that life imprisonment were not warranted, they should not have overcharged him with murder in the first place. The state prosecutor defended the handling of his case, saying that the severity of the crime justified the charge. But there had to be some leeway in sentencing when it was that young of an individual perpetrator. And he also noted that the defense had summarily dismissed offers of a plea bargain and arrangement. The DA said the plea offer had been made and it wasn't made just once or twice. It was made repeatedly over the course of a year. Now Tate's mother was quoted in the media as saying People say I'm a fool for not accepting the plea bargain, but how do you send your son to jail for just playing? Now let's not forget, though, that this was for a three-year sentence that the state offered. She also told the media at the time she did not see how her son could face the possibility of life without parole in jail. Judge Lazarus balked at this, saying, As a law enforcement officer, for her to say she did not know the penalty for murder in the first degree, a capital offense in the state of Florida, is beyond credibility. Now our victim, Tiffany, her father, said that the outpouring of support for his daughter's killer should now be replaced with cheers that justice had been served he killed my daughter and basically he got a life sentence and he's still alive let's advance to January 2004 the case of course was appealed and a Florida State Appeals Court overturned the conviction stating that Tate's mental competency had not been evaluated before the trial they called for an evaluation and an entire new trial now this allowed Tate's mother a second chance to take the same plea deal he had originally turned down that being the three years which just so happened Tate had already served while waiting for his appeal to go through so having time served for three years he was released on one year's house arrest and 10 years probation now nine months later in September of 2004 Tate showed up again in the court system. He ended up being arrested for violating the terms of his plea bargain when he was found out of his house and carrying a four-inch knife. After a probation hearing for a judge, Lionel Tate was placed on zero tolerance probation for an additional five years. Now, while he was out on probation, Lionel Tate was placed with another family. And when this occurred, several months after that particular probation hearing, Tate was allowed to return to his mother, who was still working as a state trooper. The family he had been staying with, which were friends of the mother, said that they requested this due to the frequent visits by state probation officers to their house being very stressful and interruptive. Okay, so now we have Tate back at home with his mother. Still on probation. So let's advance our calendar again to May of 2005. Lionel Tate, still on probation with the state of Florida and living with his mother. His story again made the media in the courtroom. Tate ended up being charged with armed robbery with battery, armed robbery, and violation of probation. It ends up that while at a friend's apartment, a pizza was ordered from Domino's. Tate met the pizza guy with a handgun outside his friend's apartment. Pizza guy dropped the pizzas, ran off. Tate went back into the apartment and told his friends uh, what he had done and thinking that this would impress him. But apparently it didn't and Tate was ordered out of the apartment. Now mad that his friend wasn't impressed, he allegedly attacked and assaulted him in his apartment before Lionel Tate did leave. Now let's not forget our pizza guy. He called 911 after getting back to the pizza place. The police arrived, the pizza guy came back to the scene, and they did a show up and identified Lionel Tate as the attacker and pizza robber according to the sheriff's report no gun was recovered and it turned out later that the now-missing handgun is mother's Florida Highway Patrol issued duty weapon that didn't look too good for mom so let's advance our calendar again March of 2006 Tate eventually took a plea deal and received 10 to 30 years in prison for the assaults and robbery. He admitted he had violated probation by possessing a gun during the May robbery, and he admitted to stealing the four pizzas worth about 30 bucks. Tate refused to answer or to state where he had got the gun and where he later disposed of it. His attorney, in an appeal, stressed that Lionel Tate had a mental health issue and that was never taken into consideration. This generated another hearing and for a second time, Lionel Tate was found competent to withstand trial. At another point, Tate wrote a letter allegedly to the judge saying that he was hearing voices and contemplated suicide and had all other things going on in his head. On further investigation and interviews, he later admitted faking the mental illness and said the letter was written for him by another jail inmate. There you go. Now this incident caused Tate's attorney to remove himself from the case, so Tate ended up having to get a new lawyer. Attorney Rubin, a flamboyant and veteran Miami defense attorney, was granted his request to withdraw from the case after complaining that Tate was refusing to follow his legal advice. He was reported in the press to have said, I wish Lionel Tate the best of luck with his fifth attorney, and may our paths cross again somewhere over the rainbow. Interesting statement, isn't it? Rubin also said that he had planned to unveil Tate's allegations of child abuse during a sentencing hearing in hopes it would lead to a minimum of 10 years under the uh, present plea deal. There is evidence of it, he said, in the press of the abuse, but the details of the allegations were never made public were never brought up in court. Again, under another attorney, Tate appealed the case and was allowed to withdraw his guilty plea for robbery. But he still got sentenced to 30 years in prison on the gun possession charge alone. Now this was eight years after the murder of little Tiffany. But this didn't stop him from making appeals. On a third appeal in 2007, of the conviction in 2006, the conviction was upheld and in 2008 Tate pled no contest to the pizza robbery and was given 10 years. The sentence would run concurrently with his 30-year sentence for violating probation. Tate's mother, the state trooper, was never charged and ended up keeping her job even after being investigated for the loss of her duty weapon. Then Florida Governor Jeb Bush appointed special prosecutors to look into Gossett Tate's mother's conduct after the Broward County prosecutors requested an independent review of her actions. A review of the situation by the special prosecutors and review with the governor resulted in no charges being filed on Lionel Tate's mother. We would think this would be the end of this particular shade of blue story. The bad guys locked up and awaiting release sometime in the future. Well, that would be the case normally, but doesn't seem to be for Mr. Lionel Tate. There are two South Florida private investigators who allege and this is information that's come to light recently, fairly recently, last couple of years. They allege DNA evidence as well as two new victim statements prove Tate didn't rob, at gunpoint, the pizza guy. The Broward County State Attorney's Office knows they got the wrong guy, but they are not going to do anything about it, according to an interview statement by one of the private investigators, a Mr. Joe Camarlo. Camarlo is known for his assistance in helping Miami PD capture the Shenandoah Rapist in 2004. He and a former FBI agent, Bob Whitening, have been working without pay on Tate's case for almost two years. The investigators say that they uncovered evidence that a 16-year-old named Carruthers at the time lived on the first floor of the building when the crime took place. An aspiring rapper who went by the handle, or goes by the handle, Little Will, Carruthers met Tate through mutual friends sometime in in 2004 and according to a sworn statement that he gave in 2005 some days I would see him walking to school but I never said anything to him until he started coming around where I live it has been shown that on the day of the robbery Lionel Tate had sent a text message to Carruthers that stated you still want to bust that lick after school question mark now in his statement Carruthers explained that bust that lick is slang for robbery and that Tate was referring to stealing from an unidentified Hollywood Florida teenager who was known to carry a large sum of cash but it never happened that was all talk Carruthers told the police now Crothers claimed he was on the sidewalk outside the apartment building when the pizza guy showed up and Lionel Tate was at the top of the staircase and he was witness to the robbery occurring. Now another young man who was uh, 12 years old at the time and lived in the apartment where the robbery took place initially told police that he saw lionel tate robbed the pizza guy later years later after speaking to the private investigators he recants his story and during a deposition he claimed that tate wasn't even there when the pizza guy entered the apartment he says Carruthers was standing by the front door with a gun tucked under his waistband and he says i saw him take it out and that's when i ran to my mom's room and that's where i heard a scream indicating that was the pizza guy screaming. Asked by Tate's defense attorney why he didn't identify Carruthers from the building, he said, because I was scared and he said he was going to kill me. Now, there was another story that was brought up by a Mr. Edwards, who was a convicted felon who called the defense team from jail. Edwards claims he was in the apartment also the night of the robbery, and he saw... Carruthers wearing the maroon shorts that Tate was identified as being wearing during the robbery and one of the things that he was identified with by. Now recovered evidence by the way when they did find the shorts that were identified by the victim as being the ones worn by the shooter or the robber. These shorts did have Lionel Tate's DNA on him and not anybody else's. Now the private detectives say that Mr. Edwards really has nothing to gain by his uh, implementing the other man Mr. Carruthers. The investigators stated we are not law enforcement so it's not like we can offer him anything. There was absolutely no benefit for him to come forward with this information. The information about possible other DNA, information about possible other witnesses, the information about the recanted statement of the little boy, this was all provided to the state prosecutor's office. And they have really not issued at the time any statement of the findings But the Broward County Sheriff's Office, who investigated both the original murder of the six-year-old and the assault and robbery of the pizza guy, did make a public statement. Broward County Sheriff spokesman Elliot Cohen dismissed the private investigator's charges, saying, I'd expect nothing less from two people who are working for the person they are trying to exonerate. The court record is very extensive and pretty clear about what happened. The last appeal for Lionel Tate was in 2008. Now, how did it turn out for him, you might ask? Well, the new information didn't go very far. At least ways it didn't go very far with the court. According to the state of Florida, Tate will not be eligible for release from of Corrections prisons there in Florida till May of 2030. He's got 10 more years. I guess maybe that shows there might be a limit to the number of times you can cry foul and say there was a problem. This apparently might be the limit. But I'm sure with nothing else better to do, Mr. Tate will continue to work on getting out of prison. And that is his right. He should take advantage of any rights that he has now that's our shade of blue story for this saturday i hope you found it interesting mr lionel tate is still locked up if you would like more information on him you can do some web searching and come up with further information but the latest as of this date is that his he's not going to get out of prison until 2030 thanks for listening everyone I appreciate the contacts I'm getting through my website and the follow-ups with individuals that have been giving me some very good creative criticism and how I work and what I do and I'm trying my best to improve the quality of the podcast and my enunciation among other things but remember in the coming weeks drop me a line happy to hear from you remember to be safe be secure and if you get the opportunity do something nice for somebody it's really the right thing to do it'll make you feel better and somebody else feel better all right victoria you've got the control board again go ahead and close this out we'll talk to you guys next saturday bye y'all
0: you have been listening to 542 and the Blue. Law enforcement history, criminal issues, and incidents in the Appalachian Mountains and elsewhere. Hosted by Scott Lunsford. For more information on this podcast, check out scottlunsfordauthor.com or 542andtheblue.com. Links to the podcast, information on Scott's books, and how to acquire them. He can be reached through the message portal on the contact page. This is Victoria your producer. 2. 1. End.